0: Time to be doing that bullshit. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. bullshit. Good, good news. Welcome back BS with Brian Simpson. There's mmm right to so it. Just uh just got back from Vegas. Um, it was cool Did um did the show there some friends. I always have mixed emotions about Las Vegas because I have fun there for like a day, and then I'm like, I'm over this shit because <laughs> it's a, it's like a, there's like a, there's like a filth that gets on you there, and it, and at first it feels good, but then it slowly start building up, and it feels like you need a shower, you know. Because the the people that thrive in Vegas, the people that have a ball in Vegas, that love Las Vegas, that live Las Vegas, that's from Las Vegas, you know, it's like they go one or two ways. They either hardcore into drugs and party and then risk taking and shit, or they can walk past them slot machines and them roulette tables and them blackjack tables like they ain't even there. You know, There's no in between because that gambling shit, that shit take a hold of you, boy. You got to stay away from that shit like it's the plague. That shit will fuck you up. These men, look, because I never really gamble, not that much, you know, just for fun or just, you know, I'll take a bet that's on me. That's something I can do. But I don't know if I could bet on some bet money on some shit that I don't got no control over. It never goes well. But I was walking through the casino. Um. And, uh, cause, you know, I'm, I'm standing in this hotel casino for free because I'm performing in there, you know, and that's why I'm there. So I, but I'm walking through the casino and it's this Latino couple that's like, they see me and they, they, you know, they, they tell me, Hey, um, make this, choose this, this choice for, for us. You know, it's like something on the screen, one of these big digital sl- slot machines. It's like something on the screen. And it's like, you know, if they make the right, if they pick the right match, they get, you know, the jackpot or whatever. And it's four or five different jackpots depending on which thing they match. In. And so they asked me to make the last choice for them. I choose one. Boom. They win the smallest thing, you know. Then they like, oh, you good luck. So I stand there with him, and it gets back around to the to the next one, and they ask me to choose again, and they win the smallest amount, right? So then the wife walks away, and the husband um, asked me for a cigarette. I give him two. You know, I always give somebody two, like so they don't ask me for no more. But then this dude won like ten thousand dollars. You know, um, and, you know, the wife come back, they excited. The husband gives me, he's, he's like, yo, you can, he gives me a hundred um, dollars. And, and he's like, yo, but you have to sit here and play with us. So I put the hundred in this machine beside them and I'm playing. And, and at one point I was up like $450, something like that. Something to that effect. You know, and, you know, these guys, they stand there for like a few more seconds. And then then the wife tells me, And keep in mind, they don't speak very good English. Like we're not communicating fully. It's just a lot of joy and celebrating and we both going back and forth, you know. And then the wife comes over and tells me that, um, they, that he previously won like 30, 35 grand like earlier. So he said, yeah, he so he playing around with this money and he won again. He put a $1,000 in there and won again, you know, won 10 more thousand. You know, and that's, that's where this shit gets you, man. It's like, <laughs> I'm telling you because, and then they, so they, they won, I mean, maybe he lost like, I don't know, four $500 and then he got up and, wa- and left. They said good night, you know, And at like that was the point where I was up like five hundred dollars. I turned that hundred dollars into five hundred dollars or whatever it was. But I'm telling y'all, this shit is this shit is it. Every I guarantee you these motherfuckers have done scientific studies, you know, and they know they these machines are designed to to act like a drug on you, dude. Like you fucking. I bet they know exactly. Like if I make this sound with this color and this, in your peripheral vision, that you're more likely to, you know, choose the thing on the left. And like they, like I'm telling y'all, I'm telling y'all these fucking things because, like, because they know, you know, you when when you sit down, you know, they let you win a little bit. Sometimes you win a little more than a little bit. You're like, oh, okay, I want a little something. On well, my first right when I sat down, I'm lucky, you know. Then you, you know, then you win a little bit more, you know. Then it tells you, hey man, you're you're not making the highest bet if you make because you can only win the jackpot if you make the highest bet. And you're like, fuck you, machine! I know your tricks, so you keep making the lowest bet. And then you hit a thing, and it's a lot, but it would have been a whole lot. It would have been the jackpot if you had made the full bet. So now you're making the full bet. You know what I mean? And you lose and 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 lose. And then you win big. You win it all back. You back where you started, but that was a big one. It's like... That's, that's what it is. It's like this weird drug, and they know, they know it's the precise formula. Like, I guarantee you, that couple is going to lose all that fucking money before they leave Las Vegas. That's what is set up that way, bro. You know, it's like, that's why, I, I mean, I don't mind losing free, like a money that's not like somebody else's money. That's nothing, you know. But, telling you, it can happen to anybody. If you got an addictive personality, you got to stay the fuck out of there. You got to stay the fuck out of there. You know? I've seen, I seen motherfuckers hit that ATM. i seen motherfuckers put their car note up. You know? And those, and those are people I knew <sighs> fucking around in Vegas. I, look, this man, the last time I went into my room, I went to my room. That's another thing. People are, people are, fr- are friendly in this weird horror movie sort of way. You know, complete strangers will speak to you like they try and seduce you or like they have in the time of their life. And they're clearly, you know, I seen a, a dude stop me in the elevator. He had an arm full of, Envelopes, like paperwork, folders, manila folders, manila envelopes. It's like, you know what that is. That that motherfucker is giving away his trust fund or some shit. He, He putting something big on the line. Why the fuck you walking through the casino with an arm full of envelopes? You know what I mean? That ain't money. If that was money, they'd be escorting you with security or something. You know? So it's like, that's what that shit'll do to people. That shit'll fuck you up. That shit is just like a drug. But I like Las Vegas because it's like, it's dope shit there. It's dope shit around all the gambling. You know? But wow. Somebody told me when I was there, somebody told me that Las Vegas is one of. Two cities in the world, and they didn't tell me what the other city was, so don't get mad at me. The Las Vegas is one of the two cities in the world that didn't, that wasn't built up around some kind of resource. You know, like there's nothing, in, there's no minerals in the ground. There's no crop that only grows there. There's no water, main water source. There's no, there's nothing out there. Somebody was just determined for it to become a city. And it's a nice city in a lot of ways, But Oh, bro. So I leave this hotel. Um, I guess I can say the hotel, right? Because it, it's um, it, you know, because I I know it's not the fanciest of hotels. The Stratosphere, it's not. Or they've <laughs> they got some new hip marketing team that changed it to the Strat. Um, but it's you know, it's a decent hotel, decent casino. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's probably like the, the, the middle of the road as far as luxury goes in Las Vegas. Right. Um, but I leave this hotel, this nice hotel, uh, or this decent hotel and I go like three blocks to meet a friend and i you know i leave this hotel i make one turn and i'm in the slums dog like to to go from cuz there's there's poverty wherever there's luxury right you know there's always poverty somewhere close by there's always a poor ass town but this was this was literally the next street over you know and this was and 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 I, so I was, I was talking on the phone while I'm walking and somebody, and I was telling somebody, yo, I just, look, like, I just left the hotel and I'm like, I made one turn, I'm in the hood. And this girl stopped me in the alley and was like, nah, nah, my nigga, you in the slums. I'm like, what? What? She was like, yeah, don't walk, don't walk through here. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, <laughs> what's the best way to get the fuck up out of here? Like, cause think about this. This is in the middle of the day. You know what I mean? And She's telling me it's too dangerous for you to be walking through here. You know? And I'm like, damn! Like right here, it's like that. Yeah. And yeah, I don't look a gift horse in the mouth. I appreciate that. I appreciate that hoe, cause she she immediately asked me for five dollars afterwards. You know? I respect the hustle. I respect the hustle. She was like, nigga, you're not safe, but if you want directions, that's going to cost you. <laughs> I gave that bitch two cigarettes. I told her to get the fuck up out of my face. No, um... No, all facts. All facts. She, You know, and it wasn't something she was making up. It was not safe around it. Like, I could just feel it. You know what I mean? Like, not only did it look like um, not only did it look like, uh, like the slums, but the, you know, everybody there you could tell was like down, downtrodden. You know what I mean? She was like, uh, she was like, yeah, honey, you got to get up out of here will Cause they're going to either buy you or sell you. I was like, dad, what happened to you around here? she was with another girl and they were both like agreeing. Mm-hmm, we need to get the fuck out of here. We're never coming over here again. I'm like, you came here on purpose. Why did you, why would you come here on purpose? What business do you have around here? She was a hoe for sure. You know, and I don't know what happened to her around there, but, but you know, I'm thankful for her. She got me to, she told, she she told me what was up you know and and look I did not give her any money because I had money and didn't want to give it to her but I mean but one even if I had money I wouldn't have pulled the shit out around there you know what I mean but you know I just I didn't have but I'm pretty sure I didn't have any cash on me um <clears throat> Um but yeah, that's like that's that's the kind of, that was my experience. I had fun. I met up with friends I haven't seen in a while. People, you know, and it was it was a good time. Um But wow, in the last couple of weeks, what has happened significant, the Kobe Bryant thing, that was big, that was big. That was big time, that rocked a lot of people. Um Um I'm not particularly I'm not a bit I'm not particularly like Emotionally invested in Kobe Bryant, but, but it, uh, but it hit me hard when I heard that his kids was in the helicopter. Cause that's, that's hardcore, man. That's hardcore. That's like, that's like, that's just hard to fathom. You know? Not, not being like being helpless and with your child around. I can't imagine dying like that, you know. And uh, as with most celebrity deaths, right when, uh, right after the news broke that uh, Kobe Bryant died in a helicopter crash, uh, uh maybe three percent of co- comics hit the <laughs> go online and try to make try to be the first one with a joke about it. And some of them were funny. Some of them were funny. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Some of them were just well-crafted jokes, you know, and I, I could, the thing is, no matter how horrible the subject matter, I can always appreciate a well-crafted joke. I'm not even kidding. I'm not even kidding. Um, and, and I, and um, honestly, when it comes to comedy, I don't think anything is off limits you know it it is about timing it's about finesse it's about um you know some but some comics feel differently some comics feel like you know their job is to touch all of these sacred cows you know but um but the thing you got to deal with the blowback from that and that is what we're talking about today um i don't think i've gone to any comedy clubs in the last week and a half Without hearing comedians talk about uh, Kobe Bryant and Ari Shafir, you know, and this is a wild shit. I, see, this is, I'm, I I couldn't believe this either, you know. I don't know um, Ari Shafir personally. And like I said, I can always appreciate a well crafted joke. And I almost always defend, I always defend the comic um, that's trying to make a joke. You know what I mean? Um, I always defend their right to do that. Um, but in this situation, it's like, it's like, don't, don't make it hard to, to defend you, dude. Like, because, you know, a lot of, like I said, a lot of comics wrote jokes when they found out that the door. you know, um, Kobe Bryant that passed and blah, blah, blah. And I think, and, th- and the thing is, it was nobody that doesn't do this all the time. People, you know, every time a celebrity passes, um, people, you know, people, people worship them or they get joked about, blah, 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 blah. But there's a big difference between, because this isn't the average one of those situations. And it's different in quite a few ways. One, um. Well, well, wait a minute. First, first, it, you know. So these the same people always drop jokes or whatever about it, and the same group of people get upset. And um, but but really, the thing is, a lot of times those people aren't really emotionally invested in the celebrity that died. Because either you know that that celebrity was like someone they haven't haven't watch, do anything in a while or blah, blah, blah. And a lot of people kind of participate in this sort of weird, I don't know how to explain it. Just like fake worship of the person that passed. You know, I, I don't know what it is. Like they think it makes them interesting or whatever, but a lot of people aren't really emotionally invested in whoever the celebrity is that passed. You know what I mean? It's just, it's it's like when a meme goes around and everyone wants to make their own or share it or whatever. It's one of those things. It's like a social, um, missile that goes around and everyone feels like they, they have, they want to participate. It's that sort of thing when most celebrities die, right? But his Kobe Bryant situation was different in several ways, right? One, he was a beloved celebrity, right? Which, and, and, and that's real, right? Because two, he was an athlete, right? And, athletes when 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 tragic shit happens to athletes it's 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 different because than any other sort of famous person because some people live vicariously through athletes It's their hometown. They grew up with this team. They grew up with this person, and it's for a lot of these people. That's the only joy they get. It's one of the or it's one of the few joys in their life is when their team wins. Their team that they're part of. You know what I mean? And and so it's not fake for a lot of them. So you so you so you so you know so when when a celebrity like Kobe Bryant dies, you know you know not only are not only are you getting the, the the fake like social participant part of it but you're also getting mad people that are real that are really invested in it you know what i mean and so people going to have like a way stronger reaction than i think some of these comics are used to yeah cuz i don't it's been a long time i can't remember maybe princess diana Was the only real celebrity in my lifetime that was that something tragic happened to while they were still famous and relevant and beloved? You know what I mean? And 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 the thing is, and and, and, because that's because it was a lot of that fake shit too back then. But it's people to this day that will put hands on you if you say something about Princess Diana. You know what I mean? Like, like you say some President Princess Diana in the wrong, in the wrong place. And it's going to be hands and feet for you, sir. But again, I, I, I digress. My point is, so R. Shafir, right after Kobe died, he says that, uh, you know, he puts out a tweet like, fuck Kobe he's he's a rapist he got away with murder it was a it was a beautiful thing but today's been a beautiful day since kobe bryant you know that kind of shit i I, i'm not gonna read it word for word you can go look the shit up if you need to Um, but that's the sentiment of it was you know fuck kobe bryant that was his whole sentiment um and uh and then you know he doubled down on it later on and um they don't on He apologized and all this, and and he thought he was getting death threats. And somebody put his his address online, and you know, people saying "I'm gonna see you when I see you" type shit. And it's crazy because, like I said, I always defend your right to make a joke, you know. But I don't see the joke here. I don't know. I, I'm not. I, listen, I'm not friends with Arshafir. I don't know him personally. Um, from what I know about him, he's he's a nice person. Um, but I, and, and, you know, so, some people say that he was, that this is a character he does. You know, some people say, you know, that, you know, that he was just joking and it's obvious. And some people are like, no, he's an evil motherfucker, especially, um, after, after the Burt Crisis shit, you know. And it's like, You know you can you gonna feel you can feel however you want to feel about it, right? To you know, and because also the the cherry on top of all this the the cherry on top. No, the the thing that makes all of this so much different also from all the rest of celebrity deaths recently, at least in my adult life, is that there was a child involved. There were multiple children involved. You know, and so. You know that, that that's like impo- that, that's impossible. Like you, you have to, you got to back down off that, man. <laughs> like, uh, because uh, listen, unless you unless you going hard, like you like like you know what, I don't give a fuck. Like if that's how you if that's how you really feel, if that's how you really really feel, then you know do you. But you got to understand that there's people out here that don't play that shit. They don't, you know. Now, having said that, regardless of whether you think Shafir is an angel or a bastion of comedy or a piece of shit that, that, that deserves somebody to punch him in the face or whatever, it's like these, there's people sending death threats. Like, I feel like if you're the type of person to, to send a death threat over a tweet, you're also a fucking loser, aren't you? I mean, let's just be clear. Let's just be honest. Look. <laughs> I hear about Stephen A. Smith. Let me be very, very clear. Let me be very, very clear. Um, no. I mean, let's be clear. I mean, you would, cause, because either you're somebody that's just sending threats because you're, you know, because you're like you playing games or whatever, or you you just want you just want to threaten a person. You have no intention of because because that, that's really what it is. I mean, most people sending death threats online are, um. You know, aren't the people that are aren't the people aren't the type of people that would kill you? you know what I mean, the type of people that would really kill you ain't gonna say you a threat. They're just gonna hurt you. You know what I mean? No, nobody, nobody plans a murder. And and uh, step one, put evidence online. You know that it was. You know, link me to the victim. <laughs> no, no one does that. I mean, some people do. So, cause the, but those people are stupid. Ah, actually, maybe a lot of people do that. Then most people are stupid. You know. But 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 then also but, you know but also if you're the type of person also that's gonna you know really kill somebody over a tweet you're the biggest loser, aren't you? Cause that doesn't make any sense. You're gonna fuck your life up and somebody else's life up over over a tweet. So so I, I feel like this is a lose-lose. Nobody 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 shines clean in this situation. You know what I mean? I, like I don't, I don't think that you're, uh, um, that you're uh, a good person because you hate Arshafir or because you threaten him. Yeah. You know, I think you're an idiot too. Because yeah, you know what he said was real fucked up and wasn't funny at all. Um, but you know what I did when I read it? I scrolled past it. You can do that, too. I swear to God. You can scroll past that shit. Um, Moving on to like, I guess, <laughs> maybe, okay. I think this episode is going to be all tragedy. Um, Headlines. Oh, but wait a minute. Before I get into that, hey, listen, help me out, guys. I'm going to be in... Uh, Where is that bitch? All right. I'm going to be in Wilmington, North Carolina at the Dead Crow Comedy Club on March 13th and 14th. I believe you can get tickets now at the Dead Crow Comedy Club dot com. Right. Uh, I'm trying to sell that motherfucker out. Help a brother out. The tickets are. Yeah, you can buy them now. Um. yeah come out come out come see me out there in North Carolina um, I know I have fans out there Um, so moving on headlines Mississippi man gets 12 years in prison for possessing a cell phone in a county jail now this is some I've, I've read this story this is some fucked up shit right So this dude, uh, Willie Nash, um, 39, a father of three, was in the Mississippi County Jail on a misdemeanor charge when he asked a guard to charge his cell phone. Now, um, I read this whole story, right? So this dude got locked up for some completely unrelated shit, right? And he was in county jail, um, you know, awaiting trial. or or what, and they let him have his phone. Like, I don't know if they, I don't know if they missed it in the search, but they couldn't have because he had, he had a big ass phone, like a galaxy S 10 plus or, you know what I mean? (laughs) Or whatever with the biggest phone. Like he had a big ass phone, you know, and you know, I don't know if they, if they missed it in the search, which that is so unlikely. Or if it's just that it was just a cool ass guard that was like, man, keep your phone, man, whatever. You know what I mean? Or if he just, or if they just normally let people keep their phone over, you know, I don't know what it was. But this motherfucker was in, in county jail with a big ass phone. And he asked the guard if, if he had a charger. Right? And it's, and, and instead of <laughs> giving him a charger, the, the guard told the sheriff and they charged this motherfucker with, uh, women. Uh, it says Mississippi law prohibits inmates and in correctional facilities from possessing a cell phone. It's a felony offense, with a sentence of three to 15 years, according to the court documents. So they gave this. So listen, so, okay. So it's a minimum sentence of three years and a maximum sentence of 15 years for having a cell phone in jail. Right? Okay. But so even though this man, like, he did not smuggle his phone into the, the jail. You know what I mean? So even though this man ended up with the phone and and even, you know, listen, he, even even if this man did smuggle a cell phone into the, the, the prison, the guards missed it. And he told the guard. I mean, he asked him for a charger. <laughs> I asked him to charge it. But it was like clearly he either thought it was okay or I don't know. But but if 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 the minimum is three and the maximum is fifteen and this incident gets you twelve. I mean that's almost the most over this. That's crazy as shit to me. That's why I don't. Fucking go to Mississippi. I will never go to Mississippi for any reason, bro. When I hear wild shit like that. I got a handful of places like that. I'm not going to say them unless they come up. But I can't. I can't fuck with it, bro. Hold on. Um, I can't, like, I can't. I can't imagine being like telling on myself. <laughs> Getting 12 fucking years. Jesus, it's like, why? I don't understand why our system is so punitive like this. Um, yeah, this is, yeah. I'm right. This whole episode was tragedy, tragedy out this motherfucker. So uh, New York judges death ruled a suicide. Oh, this is, this is a crazy ass story. The death of Judge Shelia Abdus salam the first African-American woman to serve on New York State's Supreme Court, has been ruled a suicide. Abdus salam died from drowning in the Hudson River. What? Friends and colleagues described the judge as a trailblazer and a pioneer. Her life had been marked by personal tragedy. Her brother committed suicide three years ago. She'd also been stressed recently at work. The sources say her body was found. But wait a minute. How, how you down how you, how did you suicide from drowning? That don't make no damn sense. How, Cause how do you drown yourself? That's impossible. Is it not? That don't make sense. That's like saying you choked yourself to death. Cause I don't think your body will physically allow you to drown yourself. This seems suspicious. Why um, was well, she stressed at work? His wife, her, her husband, told police his wife's secretary received a call from the judge saying she wouldn't be at work that day. I don't know why, cause I'm not, I'm not normally a conspiracy theory kind of guy, but some seem suspicious about that. Something suspicious about it being ruled a suicide when she drowned. Somebody tell me if I'm being stupid. But I just, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to imagine somebody drowning themselves and I just can't do it. I mean, you have to tie something to your feet. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. gonna say they found her floating. So, you know what I'm saying? Like you would have to hit the water and purposely stay underwater. I don't know I don't know maybe maybe right now my, magic, my imagination is just on some bullshit and I just can't <laughs> I just can't pitch oh man full circle back to the Kobe thing I forgot this part um um I forget her fucking name she uh she just left ESPN what was her name um her name is uh, Jamil Jameel O'Hill on Twitter. Okay. She tweets this the day before the Super Bowl. Nick Bosa continues to show exactly who he is. I asked the question before, if there's nothing wrong with who he's following and what he's lacking on social media, then why is he so secretive? I don't know exactly what that means, but I know okay. someone named resist programming, tweeted, uh, Super Bowl contender Nick Bosa follows a private Instagram account that jokes about Kobe Bryant's death, right? And there's a, you can Google this Jamel Hill, J-E-M-E-L-E-H-I-L. All right. And there's a, so he, so Nick Bosa follows a Instagram account called angry vet that, that sent a tweet out about Kobe Bryant. And And it's a picture of the Grim Reaper in front of one of those claw machines that you see in diners, you know, or at a you know amusement parks and shit. One of those machines where you move a joystick and you drop, you push the button over a toy. It's one of those things, and it says at the top it says Kobe Bryant question mark. Um, and it, so it's it's death playing that game. Death is playing that game, and he pulls out Kobe Bryant. And he goes, "Is there even a Betty White in this?" Um, and so. See so there's a few things wrong with this whole situation in me um um one this the, the reaper playing this claw machine meme is old as dirt this is just someone putting Kobe Bryant in there the 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 the, the you know the the reaper trying to get Betty White out of a claw machine is a meme that's been You know, and people, and they put someone puts it out every time someone dies. Um, and the and the joke isn't about Kobe Bryant. The joke is about Betty White and how somehow she was gonna live forever. You know what I mean? Um, so I I don't, but also too, um, what the fuck does that have to do with Nick Bosa? He that he follows this account. Look, I don't know shit about Nick Bosa. I don't know if he's racist or I don't know if something happened before this that's making her particularly on him. But this is crazy. This is such a reach because, one, I mean, he can't control what the people he follow posts. You know, he probably follows this account because they post funny memes. Um, Now, already I have a a thing about meme accounts that don't give credit to the source. But but this is one of those memes that doesn't really belong to anybody, as far as I know. But my point is just. You know, sometimes you follow an account because it's funny. And then, you know, they post something racist down the line. But what the fuck does that have to do with you? But this isn't racist or classless or even a joke about Kobe Bryant. Um, but also Nick Boso just follows the account. It's just an account that he follows. He didn't like this. He didn't comment on it. He didn't. So even if it were some negative thing about Kobe Bryant, I mean, this is crazy. What, like, why would I don't understand why Jamel Hill would even go there? You know what I mean? It's like, what is What what is that? That's uh this. This is <sighs> man. This this is why I this is why I got the fuck off Twitter in the first place. This is one of the reasons. One of the main pillars of my reasoning for getting the fuck off Twitter is you know, it's this weird petty power that people have that people think they have. I don't know. You know, it's like, they'll draw whatever, they will draw whatever line they got to draw to fucking paint you as something that they overcame or fought against. fuck. Yeah, man, I'm sorry. That was all negative. That whole situation, except for that Latino couple that I think, um, probably, probably i don't know man i hope they left that night i hope they got the fuck up out of there with them wins i really do which gives this episode a a, a potential good ending you know we do what we